This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Yessi, and I play Grimton Steadyhand, a fighter, paladin of Bahamut, special legionnaire of the Pandominion, and revolutionary in the Red Capes. My name is Steven, and I play Ulrich Orman, a gnome ranger, hexblade warlock, and chief arrow of the Warden Scout in Nui Satalos. My name is Sarah, and I play Moreland A. Lyclast, an elf in the Circle of the Land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. My name is Zach, and I play a large-scale dream, a half-high elf bladesinger wizard, member of the Weaver's Guild, and a special legionnaire of the Pandemonium. And, and this, this is, is Advantage. Alright, pals. Let's go. Let's do the thing. One, two... Three. Clap. Sarah, you said it. You said it and you clapped at the same time. At the same time. I'm proud I know, of you. I deserve an award. That's character development, everybody. That is character <laughs> development. That's character That's the goal of advantage. Love it. The phrase character development can be read like, you know, obviously us as people developing our character, but then our characters developing. Mm-hmm. It's good, uh, good stuff. Let's talk about arc two and what what worked really well and what really did not work well and what we don't want to see in the future. Because uh, so much happened because it was a three damn year. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to use it. I'm going to use I'm going to use our one F for this particular session. It was a three fucking year so, long. So we're going to yeah. get one of those. Is it one per, per episode? episode? Yeah, we're doing one per episode. Right. That's my decision. New game. It, the, new game. Who, <laughs> two, two Who gets to say it? Who gets it each time? And I need a fan to keep up with it, and I need a leaderboard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you you can place it anywhere you want, but you get one per episode, and it's got to pass my imprimatur as the producer so that yours is the most dramatic time. Oh, wait, yeah. so... We all the get right, one the right shot one. at it, but you'll only select yeah. sure, one. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm only going to eventually let in one. I see. Anybody can do it. I see. All right, yeah, we definitely need a leaderboard. This game might change in the future. Who knows how long it'll last or if we'll keep up with it. But uh, it is a fun premise. <laughs> Love um, it. So, three-year-long campaign. We're at what? So much has happened. 70, 69 episodes in Arc 2? Nice. 69 published. Because Arc 1 stopped at 50. So we're already, yeah. like, much thicker than, than Arc 1. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's wild. To help everybody, let's try to, to do our best. And we can do broad strokes because, again, it was a three-year-long campaign. But let's try to recap what happened. You all started out where? The Watch Forest? Nui Satalos, right? Yeah. Two of you were in Letris, uh, Grimton and... Alaris, y'all were in Letris, and Alaric and Morlinde were in Nui Satalos, and eventually you decided to go places. What was what was that quest? The first quest? <laughs> the OG. Oh, the very first quest of Arc 2? There were Warforged spotted. Warforged. Yeah. 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 Here's my question. Did that quest, the and go investigate the Warforged who had been in the Watch Forest, did that feel organic and natural to your characters or did it feel forced no it felt organic and natural it, yeah yeah for sure logically the whole point of arc one was you know making sure isitalis was like a safe place for people to go back to at the end of arc one the only existential threat 
that we could see for Isatelis at that point was what was happening with the Warforged. Yeah. It was definitely natural, but begrudgingly accepted, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially to get Morlinde and Ulrich to go on another quest. Like, you yeah. have to have something that directly affects Isatalos in some way, shape, or form. Hey, Zach, can you sit a little bit closer to the mic? Yeah. Thanks. Oh, whoa. That was a huge difference. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this good? Right here? Yeah, that's fine. That's right fine. There? That's, that's, that's good. Okay. Um, why did you bring Allreal? <laughs> I, I want to say that Alriel chose to come, didn't he? And we like allowed him, but like we didn't force him. He he was he was sicky. What was wrong with him? Was he still cursed? He couldn't sleep. From the, the hag, hag definitely the is still cursed. The hag was keeping him awake because every time he went to bed, there was terrible nightmares. So then you all set off with the Ormains back to Delve Deep. There were two options on how you could get to Delve Deep, and you chose. The spooky way. Underdark. Through the Underdark versus trudging through the forest. It was spooky, but it was significantly faster. Which is wild because it felt like for freaking ever. Yeah. You got hung up on a few substantial things, but yes. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, there was definitely some stuff that took a little longer than it probably should have. Like getting, you know, kidnapped and tortured. You got kidnapped? You ran into the God's Dream? Who's the titular God of the God's Dream? Uh, the king that crawls. Yeah. Torog. Oof. The god of torturers and slavers and jailers and such. Spooky. Eventually, y'all ended up getting captured by whom? The Duergar. Yeah, the Duergar. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Great dwarves. That was a fun sequence. I mean, I absolutely hated it, and it was a wild tone to take. That was after we found the, the dude's chained to the the carrion crawlers right no 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 no, no. you got you got captured, captured into the same they had also been captured oh yeah yeah, yeah. You, def- so you defeated the guards you you rescued the uh, other victims they did not make it and that was your that was your first big it was rough sequence. too like yeah, that, that was bad yeah that was a really heart-wrenching it's like hey heart here's the arc two you, you want some feelings like <laughs> like is and that was only episode nine yeah, like this arc one through nine were being in darkness and pain. <laughs> yeah, like, of this arc. To, for con- for context, the God's Dream episode, which is like where stuff really started to get twisted, mm-hmm. that was episode two point four. A whole bunch of shit happens. You rescue the prisoners. People die. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're caged and tortured. All between two point four and two point nine. Like, I'm looking, that was a rough five episodes. I'm looking on the AdvantageDnd.com website to look at our full list of episodes. Oh, look, it's right there on the homepage. Yeah. All, all, every single How published convenient. episode. You could listen to it there or any major listening platform or podcatcher. And probably any minor one, because they probably all get it from the same RSS feed. Yeah, probably. But yeah, no, that's wild. That's just crazy. Eventually, you escaped. You discovered something significant in the chests of some Warforged. What were those significant things the amethyst hearts who else was strangely there also investigating these things who did you meet is the horizon walker homie Tarkus. 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 yeah inside the chests of the warforged as well you also find a note of uh some orders from those warforged they were in the watch force looking for uh a a certain group of people who ended up getting a name what is that name? And who Run are these on Associates of Grimton Steady Hand. 
the stupidest name of any group. I would like to, I would like to point this out. So at this point, we're like sixty episodes into the show, and Joe has been trying to get us to name the party since day one. Yeah. Two and a half, two and a quarter years into the show at this point, and we finally settle on the worst name we could have picked. Which Joe, like the unknown associates is fine, but to also add the the G and the S of, of Grimton Steady Hand, like you're tying it to a single person. <laughs> <laughs> It just cracks me the hell up. I mean, like all nine hells. And up. It's it's so funny too because you you could have seen it coming. Like after naming Marge the barge, and like <laughs> yeah. and like um, flop houses and other places, and like all of the stupid Brogan's Toad House. Yeah, like everything that we well, just Brogan's like, Toad House is late. I forgot about that one. True, but still, like that's that's been our brand of coming up with things, which is either just using whatever Joe just said or. <laughs> coming up with the dumbest name possible so i i guess in comparison to that like <laughs> held in that light the unknown associates of grimson steady hand honestly isn't that bad could have been worse definitely could yeah have been worse. Been been. Been. you're right you're right <laughs> it could have been party mcpartiers or something <laughs> the party squad <laughs> like Bodie mcboatface yeah. um, sue us Bodie mcboatface i mean we did eventually settle on b squad so there's that <laughs> you know that uh John Mulaney joke, the new in town. Yeah. I'm I'm new in town. town. We have adopted that as our name in the Strahd campaign. Anytime someone asks. (laughs) You're new in town? Yeah. (laughs) I love that. So Takis ends up teleporting y'all to a place called what? Haven. Haven. How is Haven spelled? And gnomish. Weird. Like, With a Y. Like yeah, what kind of Yawin. Y A W I N. So they're currently living in the Underdark because why? There's a dragon. There's a dragon. Why is there a dragon? Hey, uh, well, I don't know. It's a territorial. Cut. Yeah, it young just looks dragon. there. As not, far as we not know. Not just right? that. Not just that. There's like. Uh, they need to be protected from something. They're hiding. It's a young the dragon. dragon. Yeah, oh, from the, the dragon. dragon. The, the the honey thing was closer. Um, the it's kobolds? because they forgot to give an offering to their protector spirit. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I so, unprotected, they were destroyed by Mavroth, the terrible red dragon. And y'all agreed to help because you are, after all, heroes. And you defended against Mavroth while priests ran an offering of honeycomb to the altar. And then somebody came out from the altar and finished off Mavroth. Mm-hmm. Who was that person or figure? Great bear. Mother Great bear. bear. Oh, Great yeah. Bear. Mavroth's uh, wings and pieces of scales and stuff were using Takus delivered to whom, where? Next B. In? In. Howarum? Nailed it! Nailed it! Oh, really? Yeah, Howarum. Yep, and Takus could teleport and needed to go back to Howarum. And so uh, delivered the dragon wings to Next B off screen. There's also a bar. A club called Boots and Taps. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Your terrible, terrible names. The Disco Club. We we skipped over. We have a like nail of Axiom. Yes, he just mentioned the uh, Axiom coffin nail. Uh, and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember the side quest that involves it. But uh, do you remember the mechanics of the Axiom coffin nail? Yeah, which we still it, have, as I recall. Yeah. If you use it on someone, they go like insane, basically. They might. They might. They might go in insane, coffin, or they might like, be like cured of something. You have to inscribe something on the coffin and then oh, yeah. nail them. It, it's it's basically you have to like 
uh, it's like conditioning. Like you, you like whatever you put on there is is the goal is to get them to like believe it. And, yep. And they so, take like heavy psychic damage. Right. Yep. And so it could you gotta have, keep them in there for twenty four hours. Yeah. And they take a shit ton of ty- psychic damage because after all they're being shut in a mm-hmm. box for yeah. twenty four hours. But if you let them out and they live, they believe whatever you inscribed onto mm-hmm. the coffin. Why were they doing that again? I don't remember why they were doing this. There was like taint. There was tainted beer or tainted ale, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, the yeah, tainted yeah, ale yeah. was related, I but I right. thought it was like people had started to believe a thing that was like really horrible or something, and they had to. It's like we had to like rewrite that for some reason. I don't. I don't remember. remember. Yeah. That was yeah. not a. That was not a side quest that y'all chose to follow, and so. No. It doesn't super matter. Um, so you left Haven via the Underdark. Yep. Um, there were traps keeping them safe from the under more Underdark yep. stuff. We had to spill there Haven in a little puzzle jumping thing. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, then we we met... don't get a lot of puzzles here in at Advantage, but there was some good puzzling, and it was even puzzling in a dungeon. So nice. Well, I was go. I was going to point out that we did have a a single episode or two, I guess, with Mavroth where we had both a dungeon and a dragon at the same time. And a dragon yeah, that's at pretty the cool. Same time. Yeah, yeah the, the brief moments in the whole history of Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons across all campaigns ever, where both dungeons and dragons were involved. Um, who did you run across in? Um, the Underdark. Leovold. Well, no, before that. Oh. Uh, what's her name? Artolan Blacktip. Nailed it, Yes, oh, he Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, who was digging for f- fool's gold. About... No, yeah. was she, she the one who was going crazy. crazy? Yeah. She was going crazy. What's significant about Artolan Blacktip? She had she a falling Yessie's... out yeah. with the Ormains over, like, Echo's involve- involvement and, like, them getting caught. That was in that was like part of like Yessie's like session zero stuff, right? Yeah. Um, even pre session zero, that was uh, like just backstory that was all. Oh, off okay, screen. okay. Eventually, uh, you you left her. She was, she she wouldn't let go of the fool's gold. She wouldn't come with you, so you yeah. left her and you came across uh, a huge cold underground lake with a slippery bottom. Um, the clouds of vapor congealed to reveal the night hag that had been keeping Aurel awake. There was a big battle. What else happened? We won that battle. Dunking your head underneath the water. If, if you slipped in the movement and you uh, tripped yeah. and you, your head got dunked, you got Didn't trapped underneath. Morlinde specifically, yeah. Like... Yeah, Morlinde's first clutch use of Dispel Magic. Oh, yeah. I dispelled the hell out of that magic. Yeah, one of the rare <laughs> times that Morlinde's powers as a character got very useful. No slight to Sarah. That's okay. My next one is is very useful on purpose. Lots of cool things to come. And then Aurel tore into Auric uh, with his kukris. Mm-hmm. Scarred my face. You're resting from that. We're at 217 now. Yep. Uh, and you. this is when you ran into this Leobald. Is, yeah. Why was he angry? Do you remember? He got embarrassed. He got embarrassed yeah. from a previous encounter. Yeah. yeah. When... In arc one. No. Yep. He's, well, yes, yes. but he's his just because we took stuff. Wasn't it? Yes, yes. that's part of it. Uh, we took he, stuff he from the library of the of traditions. We took the the wand of resurrection. Yeah, was, that's what he was there um, for, ostensibly. Alaris used the wand of fear, and Leovold recognized it oh, okay. because he had also been in the library of traditions, getting something else. The wand of resurrection. We never capped that up either, have we? Yeah, we still have that stuff that you borrowed. No, but like there was someone else taking well, stuff from there. Yeah, isn't that what we discovered? Mm-hmm. Well, because we, there were the three chests of the three, like, 
big items or whatever, and the only one that was left was the Wand of Fear. Mm-hmm. The other one was the Wand of Resurrection and the... There's another fancy sword of some sort that yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we still have to have down some horror cruxes, guys? And yeah. <laughs> uh, Leovold was also working for the Keepers of uh, Reflection in yes. the Azure Keep. Yeah, there was a and note. It was like bas- basically on like a finding mission for them or whatever. Yeah, Leovold had a note with them that said to deliver the... Uh, I was like, when you have collected the rod, go to the Weaver's Guild and return it to them. We've made arrangements and they'll deliver it to the Azure Keep. So Leovold delivered the Rod of Resurrections from the library to the Weaver's Guild and Lettris and then returned it to the library on his behalf. Uh, you also found in the, on that note, this is one of the, the, I think the second time that this has come up in the entirety of the show, the, the note was sealed with the symbol of Ayun, which yeah. Oh, yeah. Morlinde recognized as grandmother's mask. Also in this mm-hmm. bag, this is where you found the uh, hat, of, hat of disguises. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this was uh, the first real mur- murder yeah, by the, Alaris. This was, this was the beginning of Alaris' villain arc as a murder hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. That's what they all say. He was just severely underpowered. Yeah, you you like murked the shit out of him too. Like it was clean and and just like decisive. Yeah. And part of that is because number 1, that was Joe's first real time playing a caster in 5th edition. So I didn't know how to do it very well, but also I'm fine with the murder happening because Leovold was supposed to number 1 be a bad guy and he was. He like he was a foil for Alaris. And number two, because he was supposed to be all hat, no cattle. What does that mean? <laughs> all bark, no bite. Oh, got it. Yeah. All hat, um, no cattle. You not you not heard that phrase? <laughs> no, I haven't. I like that. I'm going to start using Sounds that. Texas as hell. It's a Texan phrase. Yeehaw. There is nowhere else on planet Earth that would come from. Lives in Fort Worth for four years. Takes one thing. <laughs> it's Cowtown. Um, you ever watch John Oliver's and now oh. this? clips i think there's yeah. a now and now this where it's just literally a bunch of news people saying all hat no cattle so in various different that's contexts. really funny cowboys, oh, i want to try to find that cowboys who dress the part but don't actually cowboy all yeah. hat no cattle all hat no cattle that checks out to me now that is mm-hmm. everyone who wears the cowboy hat in san antonio yeah <laughs> we live in a city <laughs> oh you finally got to the mine hat uh to the mine shaft that went up to uh delve deep this is where you fight the fun uh, the spider. cave spiders, the cave fishers. And we got so much beer upon arrival. <laughs> Their yes, blood is the alcoholic, hoist house. too. Yes, uh, the, the, the cave fishers' blood was alcoholic. Um, the hoist house was overrun by yuppies. Yep. Uh, they had completely gentrified um, this this area. Uh, the primary investigation guard, the PI, you know, the PIG. Yeah. The PIG, yeah. Um, had removed all the, the houseless people that have been staying at this hoist house, uh, just squatting there, and carted them off to uh, Maldo Keep. The Leaning Peak had been overrun by Grace Under's supporters. Uh, like, this this is the, the, the first sign to Grimton that, like, times are different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not the place where you left. Because Grimton's old people. Yeah, Grimton is Grimton's old people. Old people. We introduce you to uh, Callie Orlick and Gramley and Tarani and family and Kirk Fullport. Are we skipping over the the musical number? Oh, yeah. The, the musical <laughs> number was uh, as you were leaving the hoist house. Yeah. 
<laughs> and uh we we sung was it john kanaka was that right Probably. like that's got to be the only thing that we ever sing. sings all i remember yeah. is alara's counting down or counting off and like activating blade song and i was like oh shoot <laughs> like yeah no, i was using it <laughs> but to then you break started dance. break dancing yeah. here we go <laughs> I think was that the Streetwise episode? Was yeah, that, one, that was the that Streetwise was episode. Because that was right after we basically we killed the carrying crawler, and then we got to the bar. We went to the bar, did the disguisey stuff, and then was walking on the street. And a warforge stopped us, and that was our response to that. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> what a stupid show we have. That's that's part of what I like about this show so much is that we we so I th- I feel like we really well balance good rich powerful storytelling and just like complete horse shit like <laughs> like because we do some of the dumbest like running around with our dicks in our hands kind of stuff all the time um yeah. but we know like when a moment is happening it's time for the moment and we can do um, that well and then after that uh we met up with the red capes and then mm-hmm. went about the town Ulrich and Briston went on a date. Yeah, this is this a Four Stories episode? Yeah, I think that was Welcome to Delve Deep. No, no, it might have been Four Stories, I guess. But I guess the other two were just this, like, about, like, just meeting the Red Capes and in general, what Red Capes stuff. Let's talk about stuff. that. Um, in Start a Revolution, what, what is that, 221? Y'all came up with these this three-pillared system of how the Red Capes would topple Grace under. What were those three pillars? Propaganda. The, get the, the princess. princess stop the warforge get into maldo keep him blow, blow it up yeah um <laughs> and which one did the twags agree to do self-assigned to do <laughs> we were go get, get, the get the princess, princess. you were all about that i remember the conversation uh as if it were yesterday because uh out of character you were like yeah, I don't know if I trust the success of that mission to just random rolls from to NPCs. Uh, from, from NPCs, yeah, I think that's something. Because earlier that episode was when Alaris got sent the like uh-huh. message about Tri's trial. Oh, uh, and that's when everything went so, off the rails. So Alaris got sent a message about Tri's trial, and I'm pretty sure then convinced everyone that we should go do the princess mission. Because he also knew that it was the one where we could go and just leave and do the Azure Keep thing also. So everything was Alaris' fault. Yes, everything was Well, Alaris's that's fault. that's normal. Yeah, say that tracks. <laughs> He's the idea guy. Didn't say it was the good idea. So I was like, hey, how about we go do the princess thing? Because we can like swing around and go to the Azure Keep afterwards was what I was thinking but not saying. Before, before we end up making those motions still and delve deep in some vignettes gorbring finds sorry grimton finds gorbring's manuscripts where before her dearth does it's the like a secret room in the uh-huh. like basement of uh the family home close underneath the forge of underneath the, the yeah. forge yeah there there was some casting of yeah. uh, some obsidian I had to get something from the grave i remember that the mold yep or something something like that it was i think it was a uh, obsidian fist and the 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 mold that your father had left at the tomb of gorbring yeah mm-hmm. um oh and you all contacted 
uh, Tori Ambar's pressurized plumbing company uh, mm-hmm. to, to help finance all the propaganda stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, then you decided to head to Hover Rum via the through tunnel. Yep. And um, why, is there, why is there an episode called Are We Not the Good Guys? I don't remember why we so were the bad guys. That was, there was the person we met um, who had a ring stolen from mm-hmm. them. Uh, that Lucy was Moon Promise. Lucy Moon Promise. This uh, is um, the second time that Zach committed murder. To, uh, you know, let them be them tr- their true selves. It was a ring of trans, pun intended, yeah. trans mutation given by Coralon, and then some assholes stole it, yeah. Yeah, so we went to go hunt down the assholes that stole it, and Alaris shot a fireball into a small area and killed some people. Cause and absolutely cooked them. Because, <laughs> like, okay, because like, again, we were I calling... didn't realize that they were going to just die instantly. That was also your first time using fireball. Yes. <laughs> Because, like, we, we were calling, like, Leovold's death a murder, but in reality, that was a fight. Like, yeah. they both this went one was But this murder. was murder. Like, you, you're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> did just, did they, they deserve gone. it? Yes. But did yeah. they challenge you? No. <laughs> yeah, this was not a fight. This was this was an ex, uh, execution. I just, uh, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know that that was, like, they were just going to die, I guess. You know, Zach, was... Zach came in there and Kamea made them out of existence. <laughs> Uh, Lucy Moon promised uh, was eventually goes to the monastery in Hawarum when you get there. Uh, what else is happening in Hawarum? The strike. Strikes. The strike. Ah, led so by cool. whom? The soul forgers? Nope, against no. the soul forgers. Against the led soul by um, the uh, gnomes. The gnomes, the, the 18 Amrod gnomes. Aha, yes. And it's Marge, Takis, and Nexby who are leading the strike. You'll remember that the team Amrod were like offered, quote unquote, offered housing. Wink in exchange for building specialized parts for the Warforged, like mm-hmm. hands and eyes. Uh, but you'll also remember that in their actual village outside of Hawarum, that her dearth had also, like, poisoned them. <laughs> they had released toxic gases in there and forced them out and made them houseless and then offered their housing under the condition that they build these specialized parts I, re- I remember specifically the thing with the like carts where we were going downhill yeah yeah yeah. The, yeah the freewheeling cart situation yeah, yeah. whenever we had to time. escape after like before the the scabs like got in there isn't that where the tyrant's oh. bane arrives the first time yes. like first we, time we ever yeah. see uh-huh. it because we're like well we're screwed yeah we and meet up just with, like no do we meet up with takas in the like line to get into hover room yeah then he takes us to the factory and next we, get, we had yeah. the dragon skiff hidden in one of those crates. Mm, and then we hide ourselves in the crates as the be- the best plan we can figure out to get out of there. And then we, I remember pretending there was a bear attack. What? <laughs> yes, there was a spirit. There was a, uh, oh, the, yeah, the, the scabs a had arrived and I don't remember what was going on, but y'all, uh, y'all feigned that there was a bear attack going on to as a distraction of some sort we were just trying to figure out the best way to you know, distract <laughs> everyone from what was going on and then as the going down the hill happens sarah and i did like bad things that were going to happen and good things that were going to happen yeah, yeah 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 you were you were trapped inside the the crates as as uh the the gnome being auric and the dwarf being grimton uh, push them, which who who could both get away with that easier publicly? Uh, so you two were trapped in in the crates and couldn't actually like quote unquote interfere with 
the stuff. So your role as players was creating obstacles, boons and hindrances. Boons and banes. Boons and banes. There we go. That's fine. This whole bit was, I think, really indicative of Joe's like DMing style. Yeah. Which is not to have clear goals or ends to things, but to just set up conflict and let us navigate it. This is true. Um, and like like it's you know, it's pervasive throughout, but like that was definitely one because the whole time I'm like, man, I don't know what the hell we're supposed to be doing. And just because there is no supposed to be. There was there's just a conflict and we're in it. And and I while in the moment I'm like, ah yeah. I always enjoy that. Like I think, <laughs> I think it's a good a good I like tool. that your voice cracked in that. And this is also <laughs> what set off uh you know, the chain of events that led to everything else that happened because yeah, like, at the end you, of it you, we get into the tyrant's bane and we're getting chased by guards and we fly off fast travel oh, somebody says skate fast eat ass someone someone <laughs> oh, couldn't be me and we we fly away um basically at that point abandoning our mission that we had came there to do well not yet de facto <laughs> abandoning even though de jure you're still obligated the whole time I was thinking we were going to come back and do it eventually. That was, that was the plan all along. But alas, we went to go fight God instead. <laughs> Is that when you told us about uh, Erica Tri's trial? Or ha- did no, we that, was, know? that was back in Delft Deep. We know. already knew about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that I mentioned it like as we were setting off to our room. But now we had the means to like go there. Get there and do it. that, yeah. Ah, uh, and we get to meet a cool character. Um, so you end up getting to Azure Keep, and you stay with whom? Mom! Catherine Geldream. God bless Mama Geldream. Yeah, Mama who, Geldream. Who else is there? Art Simone. Uh, Art Simone. Mm-hmm. Art Simone. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so much that goes on in the Azure Keep. Uh, so let's do some broad strokes. You're there for why? The, uh, Erica uh, Tries Trial. trial. Erica Erica Try. Who do you meet with? Who is Erica Tries' uh, representation for her court martial? Uh, Pony, uh, Pony J. John Esquire. Pony Esquire. James, James Pony, Pony Esquire. James Pony Esquire. Old, uh, old Jim Esquire. <laughs> he does hate that name. Um, how <laughs> did you end up getting Erica Try off the hook? By trading secrets. Yeah. Secrets. Selling secrets. shady. Who's a mastermind between that? Alaris. Morlinde. I blame Alric. What? (laughs) No, Alric didn't want to be a part, didn't know that they were part of it. Oh, because there was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you trust me? We were doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Morlinde was being shady. It was. uh, So who was eventually the real mastermind behind it? Fallhide? Oh, it was Fallhide. Elder Fallhide of Isatalos. Who was there for what reason? Uh, Oh, like a witness. Character witness. And who else was there just because she wanted to travel? Maylin. Yeah, Maylin. Gods bless her soul. Fallhide's actually the bad guy. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) No, Fallhide just has different motivations. She has the best interest of Isatalos at heart. Yeah. While you were there, you... Uh, there was some breaking into the study of Elifir Geldrim. Why? Secrets. More secrets. Secrets. What What kind of secrets? Secret secrets. Secret <laughs> secrets. Yeah. Okay. Relating to the astral plane. There's a puzzle box or something? The alignments of everything. 
Elifir has a, a publication that didn't actually get published because it didn't pass Imprimature um, and that had been uh, secreted away. Eventually you went to the Springwood. Uh, how did that go? Weird. Pretty well, all things considered. <laughs> I mean, I guess all things considered pretty well. Nobody died more than once. <laughs> what did, yeah. yeah, they did. I died. Alaris died and was brought back. But Alaris did I die. I forgot about that. You didn't see, actually see the stag, like, raise you. I totally forgot about all of that. Yeah, I definitely did, too. I don't know how. That's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> didn't we meet, didn't we meet, um, Alaris's cousin? <laughs> yeah. Cousins? Cool cousins. Well, you, you all specifically met Inchel earlier, but once we got to the Springwood, we met SRA. She willingly gave you what to help with the whole puzzle box situation um the family signet ring the family signet ring so you put it in you yep. you stick that in uh you figure out oh you figure out the 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 eight letter word that you yep. needed to open it up what was that word Corlong. inside the inside the puzzle box was what it was a magical item um which attaches to the, the big telescope in the azure keep or I yep. guess any telescope, but specifically that telescope um, at the Weaver School. Then go back there. So it basically is like a sheet, and then you put the telescope piece on the bigger telescope, point it to wherever you want to go in the astral plane, and then go on the sheet, and it teleports you to that place. And you went to... Corallon's Dominion. Which is? Arvindor. Arvindor is one realm in a constellation called... The Celadrim Bow. So Corallon expresses a whole lot of terrible, terrible things against orcs, which is a real bummer. But eventually you uh, decide to help Corallon get what from whom? The Arcane Battery? From? Moradin. We need that to drain the spear. And we haven't even thought about draining the spear necessarily. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, you just needed it to stop the conflict the great scuffle figuring out what arcane energy to put into it mm -hmm. is the the secondary i asked this earlier but at this point do your quests feel organic anymore do they feel self-assigned no completely off the rails oh no we're we're fully being drawn yep <laughs> something has changed here <laughs> yeah that but like to clarify that is like i guess like in world um it's not that i felt that like you, Joe, were railroading us as a DM more that the world and what right. was happening yeah. dragged us along. Agreed. Yeah, Good. it's it's very interesting to think about at that point. Cause, Diegetic. Because at that point, the story kind of gets, you get funneled in a direction. But that is because of all of the choices that we had made up to that point. Yeah. Where if we would have done comes a, consequence. a lot of <laughs> other things, we would have never gotten to that point and been, you know, Yeah, like imagine if you had stuck with the whole princess thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole thing out there that we just didn't or imagine do if and I'm Alaris so curious about. can't figure out how to open the puzzle box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a version where we don't have the arcane battery and don't blow a hole in the cusp yeah there's a yeah. whole lot of things that could potentially have happened but once we got to the point that we were on it's it became pretty much like this is this is the path that we're on now like you are being whisked 
away, whisked forward and like forward we, and forward. We have, just, we have dabbled in things that are beyond our power, and the, those now those powers are... In our business. You know. We still could yeah. have said no. We, we could have. But... Also, how could you possibly say no? Yeah, that's true. To a literal god. Yeah. Like, ah, I'm good, actually. <laughs> I don't want to help you. I don't want to help you in the Great Scuffle. Of course you want to help in the Great Scuffle. And it's also, just like... Yeah, also, like, at the end of the day, I do think that thinking that it is safer in our hands, because Coraline is going to find a way to get the battery yeah. to the material plane one way or another and so at least we got to choose how it got used as opposed to yeah. them just giving it to Empress Romana and we got to choose how the first one got used <laughs> well and that's how that's the the reason that Ulrich even went along with it like cause the, they you'd rather have want... a say so than not um it's, it's kind of the same reason why in character and out of character you chose to accept the the princess mission because I, I remember you saying like I would rather us have control of what happens here even though you never like yeah actually saw that through like it, it was still very much a, a worry about the autonomy of the story mm-hmm. like and the the autonomy the the, the self autonomy of uh, how you wanted to go forward so you ended up flying to Celestia you met some conflict out there. What was it? Uh, space pirates. Space pirates. You landed at Celestia, at specifically uh, Moradin's realm. You met Moradin. That was cool. You met somebody else who was up there. Gorbring was there. Gorbring. Gorbring study hand. Yeah. Grandpa. I remember you thinking that that was interesting because Gorbring was not. I mean, like he was a, a, a noble and good dwarf, but he was not Moradin centric. He was Bahamut centric. But there was something, a, a deal that had happened between Bahamut and, and Moradin that got Gorbring as uh, one of the, the primary guards, one of the, the elites mm-hmm. of, uh, of Moradin. Oh, and they, they came with word. Uh, Moradin just received news that there was something going on downstairs. And I mean, like, cosmically downstairs. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Down in the elemental chaos. The soul forgers? The soul forgers had broken to, uh, ha- had... F- were messing around. Yeah, had had followed a, uh, a teleportation circle and broke into Morden's realm and then sought refuge through the chaos shaft down into the elemental chaos. Uh, and y'all to go track them down. And you did. We did. And you took two of them back. They got executed. Yes. They got deleted. They got their souls bartered to Asmodeus. Yeah. Deleted. And if it wasn't clearly obvious that you were playing with some serious fire at that point it certainly wasn't then um you eventually had to fight those executioners the ferrymen um on your way back to the cusp cool battle where grimton flew over to a ship and thought he was oh my god potentially yeah. dead. that tiny boat got uh got separated from the old coral the, the ship that you were on yeah and uh, Grimden had to like go all out to try to defeat what was left, and managed because Grimden is a miracle. That was. Nuts. Um, you pulled off an incredible heist when you got back. Yeah, that was also nuts. What was the motivation there, and why did you do it? We need a juice, baby. 
juice baby <laughs> you gotta do you had to juice up that that arcane battery infinite cosmic power and what did you juice it with oh, oh the god blinder yeah the god blinder which was the the spear that spear of the, what significance the spear it's the one that that corlon used to to blind uh, to blind to, to not blind Grumsh. but get yep. one eye out of um grumpsh one eye you pulled that off miraculously well uh you flew to the palace of winter and you ran into some conflict but it was largely fine i want to go back there that was a fun place Someone may have suggested that we suck the arcane power out of there. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. That was one of the few times where I ever step in as <laughs> as dungeon master and tell you no. <laughs> hey, you know what would happen? Hey, only a little. We didn't. We could only have taken a little bit. We didn't have to take all. To of just it. take a little bit of the magic that is holding the entire palace of winter together. What could go wrong? I wanted to explore more of the palace of winter. I'll, I'll be honest i wanted to beat the frost giants or whatever and explore more at this point do you feel more in control of what had happened yeah of what was going on i mean no i yeah more is being like dragged I'm, along no i feel yeah. like this feel is the moment like, where i'm like fully lost yeah like why are we here we're just doing the things that i guess we're doing and you end up with the red capes again as they're about to do what raid moldo keep Right on time. You end up having to help them. Being assigned to help them. Yep. Mm. Out of character, regardless of how you had chose to do Arc 2, you would have been a part of the Raid of Maldo Keep. Oh, Like, right. either you chose to do it yourselves uh, and then go back and clean up with the Princess mission and then help the Red Capes with the overturn of King Under. Yeah. You would have done it directly yourselves. Or you would have done the princess mission and then f- finished that up and then reported back and been roped into it then. Or in this case, you forego princess mission, you you go and then come back and here you are. So no matter what, this is where it would have ended. Right. Sure. And that makes sense. I mean, the Moldo, the raid on Moldo Keep is like one of the the cruxes of the, the arc. Yeah. And, and you want the main characters to be a part of that. Story-wise, mechanics-wise, like, it, it's, it's a fun sequence. Like, it, it's a big battle. I don't know. It feels it feels like it's an important thing yeah. to, that you should be a part of. Uh, it's also a r- really good, like, story tie-in for, for Grimton, like, returning to the place that got him in trouble to begin with. So you did it. It largely worked out fine. Stands for a number of casualties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just just the, some of those. Some of those. Just putting that so lightly, huh? The only two good guy deaths in that whole raid were whom? All real. Oh, yeah. Y'all did one hell of a funeral for that. Yeah. That took place in 2.67, which was aftermath. The other aftermath. Yeah. Included getting reassigned by Callie. Again, your lives not in your control. Getting thrown, pushed north to go chase down the Warforged. And on your way... What was seen? The big giant the big hole, hole that we made. Imagine what w- that battle would have looked like if you didn't have the arcane battery. And what what the cusp would look like if you didn't have the arcane battery. How many more people would have died? How f- how fewer people might have died? <laughs> well, either way, we wouldn't have made a permanent change to the entire yeah, the landscape of itself. the cusp. This is true. There wouldn't be a map A giant feature. hole. Mm-hmm. Steam vent. 
there's, there's a giant steam vent. What do you think people are going to call it? I don't know. What should we call it in-game? God's butthole. Probably not that. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that, Sarah. Holy McHoleface, obviously. <laughs> so you go past Holy McHoleface. Uh, on your way to the Shattered Coast, you see a, uh, a large flota of Warforged who are being loaded onto ships from which nation? Colgafarian? Oh, you meant where the ships are from. I was like, no, they weren't on Colgafir yet. We're going that way. There's a pirate ship that y'all become a part of. You agree to help. They are there for a bounty on a dragon mm-hmm. and to raid that dragon's horde. Uh, what is that dragon's name? Swampagratum. Is the, the ancient dragon that helped Emperor Held, the, the first who unified the Sun Plains into the Pandominion. Then we're caught up to what has been published as of this recording on October 23rd, 2022. Yeah. There's a great big battle. He agrees to help. You come up with a fun plan. Then you end up in Earth Earth. And that's the arc. What were the major themes of arc two? Punishment. Punishment. <laughs> Consequences uh, for decisions. Yeah, Scope. Yeah. Consequences. Scope. Scope is Scope. a really great scene. Scope. Yeah. 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 Um, autonomy. Yeah. I think is autonomy. a good one. Lack of. Lack of. I think home yeah. is also a good one. We see the, the homes of of everybody, really. Um, it's true. Yeah. We meet more of Alaris' family. We, we see how Grimton's home has changed and what Grimton is doing to get that home back. The homes of Alric and Morlinde are, are missed throughout the arc, but then returned to. Yeah. And the, the the conflict of wanting to be back in those homes is present throughout the story. Are you are you satisfied with where the story is now? Yeah, I think so. Did we do a good job telling it? I hope so. I, mean, I guess it's more of a question for our listeners, but I feel like we did. You, y'all got anything else that you want to add? Not about the arc specifically, but that you know, I was I was telling somebody about this that I that I had never told about the podcast before, just like we, was like an acquaintance of mine. Oh, actually, you all uh, know this person. Uh, they're going by their middle name now, Zane Ratcliffe. Oh yeah, the um, library person. Yeah. The I'm playing in a Selena cover band uh, next week. Really? Um, I mean, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it's a good time. And and so are they, they're playing bass in it. Oh, that's um, so badass and, anyway, and I was, surprising. I was telling them about the podcast, yeah. And because uh, there's like the newest person in my world who had never heard about it. It's cool that we've done this, but that, you know, one of our early motivations and still one of the motivations is just to, so we can keep playing together. <laughs> yeah. Like we've managed to, we've used the impetus of needing to put out content as a, an excuse to play D&D to yeah. keep being yeah. friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's cool. Like, I like that. Also, we've been doing this, what, six years? What are we at? Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. We are old. We have a committed fan base, and that's the... I still... I never get over that. Every time I look at, like, our total listens or, like, how many people check out a new episode every time we drop it, I check the, those analytics all the time. It's it's incredible. I cannot believe there are that many people that are listening to this show. Imagine if we did voices. You'll get two more voices, kind of, uh, on, <laughs> uh-huh. in the next arc. No, my voice is not changing. Sorry, Joe. No, sorry. 
you you change at least how your mouth is held. You could I don't even know what that means. We're about to workshop that immediately after this call. Okay. Just like draw, just add a little bass in there, or take a little bass out. Bass in, bass out. Huh? I'm I don't know your character. Yeah, th- throw it through some effects or something. Is that a suggestion to me in post, or is that a suggestion to to Sarah? To, to Sarah. I don't know what your character is, but adjust accordingly. <laughs> she. She's playing this arc as Orlando Beachtail. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando Beachtail comes this time with mittens. Sarah, can you give me your best Orlando Beachtail voice? Um, uh, no. Coward! Come on. Can the rest of you give a good Orlando Beachtail voice? Orlander Beachtail. Oh, that one's really good. Orlander Beachtail. Come on, Morlinde. It's me, scum. I think I gave more Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> than I gave Orlander Beachtail. Same diff. No mittens again, huh, scum? Ha. Oh, oh, yesy, yesy. Give us Spanish-speaking oh, Orlander Beachtail. No, why would why would Orlander Beachtail speak dwarven? No me diste los guantes otra vez, Morlinde. That's a stupid show. <laughs> All right. Uh... In, in pride and enjoyment of our stupid, stupid show. Let's stop this recording. Satisfied with our work in ARC 2. We did it! Cool. Yay! Yay.